Welcome to Revealed in Ephesians, the mystery of who I am in Christ. My name is Brianna. I am your teacher and the author of Revealed in Ephesians, the mystery of who I am in Christ, and also the founder of Revealed Ministries for Women. I am so glad that you joined us today. This is a daily podcast that goes along with our Bible study through the book of Ephesians, and we are on week nine, day one. And I'm very, very excited and terrified to delve into this subject that we're going to talk about today. Um, we are on our Not a Hint topic. And um, if you are reading through the book, if you're studying through the book, which is available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and Westbo Press online, if you do not have it, but if you're reading through it and you're you've gotten through week eight, you will know, and you're following the podcast, that in week eight... I did a whole entire week on how to deal with anger and the devil, to deal with anger as a sin, to deal with anger in your personal life, whether it's your anger or another person that you're struggling with their um, their anger. And then um, I actually skipped over some of these not a hint topics just to give an entire week to dealing with anger and how to overcome that. Also, how to overcome the devil's role in a relationship or in a person who is struggling with anger and cannot get victory. So if you did not listen to those, I encourage you to go back and listen to that. And also you can access on YouTube, my channel, Revealed Ministries, Brian and I on YouTube and find entire teachings on um, each of these weeks. So we're going to delve right into this not a hint topic today in our week nine. But I want to start with prayer because every time, ladies, we go to God's word, we want to invite the Holy Spirit. We want to surrender to the Holy Spirit and invite him to open our spiritual ears and our spiritual eyes and our hearts and our minds to what he wants to say to us. Because it says in scripture that God's word is discerned spiritually, that spiritual topics are spiritually discerned. We can hear something with our mind and agree with it and say like, yeah, um, but you may not agree with something that God wants to say to you. So we really need um, to ask the Lord to surrender our minds to him, to surrender our hearts to him. And we are going to use our prayer from Ephesians chapter 3, um, verses 14 to 21, um, when we do this, uh, when we say this um, say this prayer. And I encourage you, if you haven't studied that, if you haven't been memorizing that, to really open your open the word and either start with Ephesians chapter one, verse 17 to the end of that chapter. That is a fantastic prayer for really learning how to pray and invite the Holy Spirit and the truths of who we are in Christ into your your life. And um, we also are, have this other prayer in Ephesians chapter three, verses 14 to 21. So we're going to ask the Father right now to do a great work in us today and to open us to everything he has to say. Father, in Jesus' name, right now, we come before you and we submit our hearts and our minds to you in Christ Jesus. We come boldly into your throne of grace, O God, and we ask that your Holy Spirit will bring power and revelation and open us up, Lord God, spiritually so that we can understand what you want to speak to us today. We want to know you, Lord God. We want to know the power of the resurrection of Jesus Christ. And Lord God, we ask that you open the eyes of our hearts to enlightenment, that we will have hope 
in our calling, our glorious inheritance in the saints, and the incomparably great power for those of us who believe, the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. And so if there is a woman listening right now or a man listening who, Lord God, is feels trapped or has been buried alive in the filth of this society, I pray in the name of Jesus Christ that you will open the eyes of their heart, that they can be they can experience that resurrection power of Jesus Christ and be raised up to life. And Lord God, for those who have already put their trust in Jesus, that they would find that power is at their disposal, Lord God, to that power of Jesus Christ is at their disposal, Lord, to raise them up out of every sin, every impediment in their life, everything that hinders them from their walk with you. In Jesus' name, I pray that you will do that great work. And finally, I pray that you will strengthen me in my inner being and build me up in my inner being as I teach, that you will speak through me. And Lord, I pray for those that are listening, that just as it says in Ephesians 3, that you will strengthen them, every single person listening to this, in their inner being, Um, by the power of the Holy Spirit, that Christ will dwell in their hearts through faith. I pray that you will enlarge their faith, Lord God, that you will allow them to become rooted and established in love so that together with all the saints, they can know how high and wide and long and deep is the love of Christ and to know this love that is beyond human knowledge and comprehension. And I pray that you can do more than we can even ask or imagine, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, let's start right now by we're going to read Ephesians 5, verse 1. Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children and walk in love, just as Christ also loved you and gave himself up for us as an offering and a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. But immorality or any impurity or greed must not even be named among you as is improper among saints, but there must be no filthiness or, and there must be no filthiness and silly talk or coarse jesting, which are not fitting, but rather giving of thanks for this, you know, with certainty that no immoral or impure or covetous man who is an idolater has an inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and God. Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things, the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore, do not be partakers with them, for you were formerly darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of light, for the fruit of light consists in all goodness and righteousness and truth, trying to learn what is pleasing to the Lord. Do not participate in the unfruitful deeds of darkness, but instead even expose them. For it is disgraceful even to speak of the things which are done by them in secret. But all things become visible when they are exposed by light. For everything that becomes visible is light. For this reason, it says, awake sleeper and arise from the dead and Christ will shine on you. Therefore, be careful how you walk, not as unwise men, but as wise, making the most of your time, because the days are evil. All right, so I love this passage. It is so full of power. First of all, we start out with this idea that we are to live our lives as Christ did, as an offering to the Lord, a sacrifice to God as a fragrant aroma. So let's just start here. Number one, when you 
think about your life and how it how you are living. Is your life a fragrant aroma to the Lord? Have you ever walked into a room and you know, like when I get home from work and everybody's been gone for a while, like the whole day, and, and I get home from work and I walk in and it's been it's fresh outside, it smells like fall, it's crisp. And I walk in and then I know there is something dead in the refrigerator. It is disgusting. It's not a pleasant aroma for me. And so the first thing I want to do is get in there and figure out what it is that has gone bad. Um, it, sometimes it might be a potato. Potatoes stink so bad if they are, if they rot. I don't know if you've ever had an unbaked rotten potato that gets lost in somewhere in your pantry, but that is one of the most foul smells. But you have to find that potato and you've got to get it out in order for the house to smell better again. You can put air freshener out. You can light a candle. Um, sometimes, you know, candles are nice if it's in the air, you know, you can open the windows and let all of the gross smell out of the house. But if there is something that is a source and it's not just like a passing like body odor of a teenage boy, which that isn't always passing, but you know, you get those like all the people in the house and you just need to air it out. That's one thing. But if there is a source of stink in your house, you need to get that source out of the house and it needs to go in the garbage and go down. Like for us, it's down the hill, the trash cans at the bottom of the hill, send my son out immediately with that, with other, if it's the meat that it went bad in the fridge or it's the potato that's in the back, you know, back of the cabinet that rolled away from the rest of the bunch and got lost. That is like SOS, get it out right now. So there are things in your life that can bring a fragrance to the Lord that is unpleasant. And you may say to me, Brianna, I am saved by Jesus. He's forgiven everything in my life. And so I know that I know that in and of myself, that there is nothing good and that I can't produce any good aroma of my own because my sin is so corruptible. The only thing good in me is Christ. That is partially true, but the devil wants to deceive believers with partial truths. The truth is that we are all wretch, wretches apart from Christ. We are not comparing ourselves to one another here. We're comparing ourselves to God, and we're not even comparing ourselves to our best self. We are looking at ourselves next to the holiness, the beauty, the power, the love, the purity of our Father in heaven, and we do not compare. So when we compare ourselves to Him, yes, we're completely wretched. But here's the but. The devil the devil wants to not have you focus on that. Um, he wants you to focus on you're a wretch, you're only saved because you've confessed Jesus as your Savior. But here's the but. We repent of our sin when we confess Jesus as our, as our Savior. He raises us up in righteousness and he cleanses us from all unrighteousness. It says in 1 John that if we confess our sin, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sin and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. So we need to do what? Number one, we need to confess our sin. So if there's something in your life that does not bring a pleasant aroma to God, there's a sin, we need to confess it and we need to then pray. If it's something and we don't know where it's coming from, maybe you're struggling with a sin and you don't know it's a sexual sin, 
You don't know, like, I can't overcome this. I'm having trouble with lust, God, or I'm having trouble with pornography, or I'm having trouble with with um, being tempted in adultery or um, having extramarital sex or something like that, You're, or I'm having trouble being honest, or um, I'm, I'm having trouble with, with anger or resentment. You need to say, Lord, I, and if you cannot overcome it, you need to say, Lord, I need you to reveal to me the source of the stink because there's there's probably things in your life that you're not even aware of where that rotten potato is hiding. God, why am I struggling with this? And um, you may then you're going to get on your face before the Lord, and God is going to honor that humility and that submission to Him and that cleansing that comes when you get on your face and you start cleaning out the pantry. Because no matter how much you try to positive thinking, you try to spray in that kitchen or in that bathroom, if you do not find the source of the stink and get it out, no amount of positivity is going to remove that foul odor. (laughs) So, um, and I believe that if we're all honest with ourselves, there are things in our lives that we know do not please God, unless we're deceived. It says in 1 John that if we say we're without sin, we've deceived ourselves and the truth is not in us. So even though we're wretched, apart from Christ, if sister, if you have confessed Jesus Christ as your Savior, do you realize you have the power of God that raised Jesus from the dead in your life to overcome sin? And that is amazing because sin is what drags us down and sin is what brings death. It says in 1 John that... um, that temptation, that when we're tempted, we're tempted by our own evil desire, and temptation leads to sin, and sin, when full grown, leads to death. And so there's a difference, of course, between being tempted to sin, having a desire to sin, and then actually sinning. But in all of these things, we can be victorious in Christ. Just think of the Lord's Prayer. It says in the Lord's Prayer, lead me not into temptation, but deliver me from the evil one. So that should be a part of our lives. Lord God, lead me not into temptation. I'm being tempted by my own evil desires. I give my evil desire to you, Lord God, in Jesus' name. And and you may need to have a face down um, time with the Lord. Um, We are so focused as women on things like, what do I need to do to be healthy? I'm going to eat organic. I'm going to... um, I'm going to eat organic and and people will go through when you get on a new diet or a new fad, you will go through your cabinets and throw away anything that may um, mess up your diet or that you think will cause a problem for your family's eating like, oh, this has bad preservatives or this has GMOs. I'm going to throw it away. Things you wouldn't even donate to the food pantry because you wouldn't want somebody else to get the bad preservatives or GMOs or whatever. But Why don't we do that with our own spiritual lives? Why don't we take a spiritual inventory before the Lord and get face down and say, Lord God, what in my life is not a fragrant offering to you? Is my life bringing a fragrant offering? Now, it is possible, even though, so we have to have the full gospel here. We can't just have the beginning of the gospel that apart from Christ, we are wretched in our sin. We have to have the full gospel that Jesus came to bring abundant life. He came to bring victory. He came to bring abundant life. And it says in Colossians, because some people say, well, I'm not worthy apart from Christ. Okay. Are you in Christ? 
If you would say, yes, I've put my faith in Christ. If you have put your faith in Christ, Christ has made you worthy, but he also makes you able to live a life that is worthy. It says in Colossians chapter one, there's a prayer that Paul prays for the Colossians that God would fill them with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and understanding that the spirit brings so that they can live a life worthy of their calling. So you have been called and named by the Father in heaven. If you have repented of your sin and trusted in Jesus Christ as your Lord, If you haven't and you right now are being stirred up to repent and put your faith in Jesus Christ, he loves you. He, there is nothing in your spiritual kitchen, in your past, in your life that he would ever turn his nose up for. God sent his son, Jesus, who knew no sin, who was perfect in every way, pure in every way to take our impurities on him. So if that is you, Don't shrink back from reaching out to ask Jesus to forgive you for your sin and to to ask for that cleansing. I want to encourage you in that today. But if you have already done that, if you have already put your faith and trust in Jesus Christ, you can be filled with the power of God to walk a life worthy of the King of Kings. And that walk is a walk that is ever increased with strength and power from on high. It is. So it's not something like, I said the sinner's prayer and now I'm going to be perfect. I said the sinner's prayer, so now I'm being perfected in Christ. I confessed my sin to the Lord and I've surrendered my life to him as a sacrifice, holy and pleasing to him. And you know what is holy and pleasing to God? It's our willingness to give him those things in our lives that are are maybe very dear and near to us, the things we love, the things that we want to hold on to, even though we know they're harmful and dangerous, even though that we know they're sexually impure or they're just sinfully impure. We want to hold on to our ideas, some of our customs, our family customs, the things that we do, the way that we live. But we have to be able to, Take them to the Lord of Lord and the King of Kings and say, you're the Lord of my life. I surrender to you. And I know that you have the best in mind for me. So I surrender. And that is a fragrant offering to God to say, God, not my will, but yours be done. And knowing that he loves you. So what we're going to do is as we dive into this week, we're going to be talking about sexual purity and we're going to be talking about marriage and um, marriage relationships. So this is the foundation that our lives could be a fragrant offering to Christ. And what I encourage you to do today is start praying and asking the Lord, is there something in my life that is not producing a fragrant aroma? If so, what is the root? Where is it? Where's the bad, rotten fruit, Lord God? Get it out of my life and not just the fruit, but what is that rooted in? Where is it hiding And what in my life do you want to cleanse? This is the work of the Holy Spirit, ladies. We have to be willing to submit to him, and he wants to do this great work in you. So I'm going to just say, go for it, and the Lord will meet you there. Come back tomorrow for week nine, day two, for not a hint, and learn more in detail about getting the stink out of our lives and having not a hint of any immorality. God bless.